In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. Depending on where you are, maybe it's evening, maybe it's morning, maybe it's the afternoon. Wherever it is, I hope the sun is shining or the the world is treating you in a way in which you deserve. I, I hope that you realize that you are a miracle and that the world is conspiring to help you if you know where to look at. I've got a great show for you today. The one and only... I hope I'm going to pronounce your last name. <laughs> I was just thinking I should have asked her before. Kat Novotna. Perfect. <laughs> I did it. Thank you. Kat is a forest therapy guide, founder of Econidra, and Way Back Home. She's a mentor in presence and self-care, kintsugi artist, and mother of one little Viking, 14-month-old, I hear. Word on the street is her passion and mission are to help people reconnect with nature with themselves and with others. She has 20 plus years of experience and training in community building. And for those that are watching, there's a new book out right now of which she writes multiple pieces in. And um, thank you, Randall Hansen. Randall, if, if you and Jenny are watching, thank you for this beautiful piece that we both have and putting everything together. And Kat, I would love to hear about, even though I've read snippets of the book without giving too much away, what led you to this relationship with with what you're doing? Maybe you could explain what you do and, and the relationship of how you got there. Mm, thank you. Thank you for this yeah. amazing, uh, enthusiastic <laughs> introduction. <laughs> um, so what led me to what I'm doing? What I'm doing is basically helping people remember what it feels like to be really relaxed, to be in your body, to be out of your overactive thinking mind and to feel connected to nature to the rest of the planet and to yourself and this can be done in different ways you know there are so many ways to do that and the two of them that i'm using are forest bathing and ikonidra which are both practices of nature connection 
And of course, what led me to do it is uh, my own experience of being disconnected and uh, feeling a bit lost in this world and in this society. So yeah, that's why I discovered both of them. It's interesting. You know, before we started, you and I were both speaking about well, you were telling me a little bit about having what it's like to have a, you know, a younger child. And I know from having a younger child, they seem to come into this world with such a connection to spirit and nature. And, you know, on some level that helps us who is the parent start to realize like, wow, I've missed this, this, this part of knowing this, this understanding I've missed. And it's so wonderful to see this innate behavior and so reminiscent maybe you could touch on that a little bit i thought you were explaining it wonderfully absolutely so i have a one-year-old or 14 month old and it's so fascinating for me to walk with him in the forest to have him on my uh chest in the carrier mm -hmm. and he wants to go to the trees he wants to touch the trees he wants to smell the trees he wants to explore them with the he wants to crawl in the mud on the ground you know what children do yeah. so what you see is he's 100 percent in the present moment he's 100 percent in his body he is joyful from that sensation from that exploration from that curiosity from that heart connection with everything that lives and he even has one word for everything he calls everything dada so <laughs> a, a tree will be dada a cat will be dada but all living things like a table wouldn't be a dada mm -hmm. so he definitely this pre-thought pre-conceptual way of being pure presence pure heart connection recognizes the rest of life and that he's connected and that he wants to get to know it with his body with his senses and then uh, of course the most of us have the, all of us have this we come with this connection with this heart connection with this embodiment into this world to explore to be to connect and then we lose it somehow <laughs> in the process of uh, schooling and education and your family and what people put into your head yeah. and it seems like in the second half of our lives we kind of throw the programs the programming those concepts away and we most of us are asked or forced sometimes by the body <laughs> to, uh, to 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 find it again to find our way to connect uh, reconnect again with ourselves with our inner nature with the rest of nature with other human beings in a loving way i love the the concept of inner nature you know because so often we we forget about that like we forget you know there's that wonderful story about the the scorpion and the frog and the scorpion and the frog are down by the water and the scorpion says hey we got to get across there and he tells the frog hey man can you can i ride on your back and you just get us across and the frog's like are you kidding no way you're a scorpion you'll sting me and so the scorpion jumps on the frog. Like finally, the scorpion convinces him, "Look, I'm not going to sting you. I want to get across there. So just let me, just give me a ride, man. It'll be, it'll be fine. I'm not going to sting you." They get halfway across the river, and the scorpion stings them. And the frog is like, "What? Why would you do that?" He said, "It's in my nature." <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we do. We lose ourselves halfway through this whole unit, you know. And, and so when you say inner nature, it makes me think of that story, but it also makes me think of the language of nature. Maybe you could speak to the idea of the, like the language of nature and, and how it speaks to us. 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's actually one of my biggest interests to explore and to find language for that. Because if you talk to people, most people feel good in nature, right? They recognize yeah. that they feel better, they feel healthier, they feel more connected, they feel the problems of the life situation seem to be smaller, you kind of get yeah. distance from that. So people recognize that feeling and I'm interesting, uh, interested in seeing at what is indeed the language that we, what's happening there. Right. And uh, there seems to be quite a lot of research already about the, the heart, the human heart, uh, and the electromagnetic field of the heart. Mm -hmm that is actually to be found several, you know, meters. Uh, yeah, uh, quite a big distance yeah. from the body. And every living being, so another human being, an animal or a tree or all living uh, organisms have the uh, electro electromagnetic field as well. So we actually, before we found our language, the human language, the words that we use, we already communicated with the rest of nature through this language. And that was billions of years before. And it's the, the ancient way of language. And if you look at all uh, ancient civilizations and uh, uh, groups, they all say that what they learned about plants, for example, yeah. plant medicine, that they learned it from the plants themselves they didn't check google they didn't check books they didn't even hear it sometimes they could hear it from you know an elder in the in the group but usually they claim and they insist that they learned that from the plants themselves and they actually mention something as the heart of the world they learned that knowledge from the heart of the world and so that's the information that the electromagnetic field of the heart or you know, of the tree is communicating. So that's one aspect of the language that I love. <laughs> yeah. And I, I know that you have experienced this and I I have experienced it and I'm hopeful that some of my listeners haven't, but for those that, that haven't, like there's something wonderful that happens when you find yourself in nature. And it's it's almost as if the answers are revealed to you, regardless of what your problem is. On some level, you could sit by a battered coastline and watch the way in which the waves roll up onto the shore. Or you could sit into a forest and watch the way the wind whistles through the trees. And then you could begin to understand like why maybe your relationship that you're in is going in the wrong direction or being ruffled a certain way or eroding something. You know, the, this, this harmony that just is revealed to you yeah. It's it's nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and this is a universal human experience. It's just that in our yeah. uh, mind-based, brain-based society, we kind of reduce that, like, oh yeah, that's just your imagination, mm -hmm. or that's just something. But we all, almost all people, at some point, will have this experience that nature is actually talking to you and that you get this in the, this revelation, this inspiration, this brilliant idea. Even um, Albert Einstein, he, when they interviewed him, he said, well, I was, uh, you know, I'm a thinker, but the most brilliant ideas, including the theory of relativity, came to me after being in nature, after slow walks in nature that he was doing. And it's, it's just amazing. So, 
yeah, you can experience it and then you have kind of a base to get back to, you know, when you're in trouble, you always know that you can go to nature and, uh, and, uh, and ask nature for help. Yeah. Rest your system because we can only receive that, those messages when we are rested enough. So that's a powerful combination. That's why forest bathing and Econidra are working with really resting the human being, the nervous system, calming the heart, getting out of the brain, basically, <laughs> out of the thinking mind. And then you are receptive. Then you feel the reciprocity. Then you can uh, receive all those, um, yeah, all this inspiration. Yeah. What? What is your, maybe you could speak to your philosophy. Do you believe that we come out of this world? Are we part of nature? Are we, a, do, does the earth grow people like an apple tree grows apples? Or what, what is your idea of, of us in nature? <laughs> That's a beautiful question. I see us as a species as being kin to the rest of the species. So we are one big circle and we are not better or superior than any other species. We don't, we don't have any more rights to be here. And uh, yeah, one interesting thing is also we, of course, we see what human beings are uh, doing to the planet, right? So there, that, that's a very difficult uh, thing to, to kind of be with and to see and to witness and to feel the emotion of that. But at the same time, I think the earth is such a such an intelligent organism, mm -hmm. such an intelligent being that she knows what she is doing. It's not a mistake yeah. that we are here, right? So it's right. it's really part of her evolution. It's part of her learning, and she knows what to do. So you know, we can trust that as well. Yeah the the mother Earth has all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think she's playing. I see her actually as a very playful being. Right. And if you look at the evolution of the Earth, then in each period there were species that were kind of uh, dominating or that were, you know, on the on the rise. Mm -hmm. And then after some time there were different species. So it's just her way to to learn and to experiment and to explore um, all the forms and shapes of life. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I, it's interesting to think that maybe we are a process in helping transform this whole part of it. You know, like we, we're a necessary process, and then there'll be a new process. There was yeah. a previous process. Yeah. That's cool to think about. I never thought about it like that. That's a beautiful way to look at it. How yeah. did you how, how did you come up with that? Somehow, <laughs> I heard it from the heart of the uh, of the world. <laughs> forest bathing, right? <laughs> from forest bathing. Yeah, we of course we don't know, but I like this uh, this idea, this approach, because it makes me feel more at peace. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you see it differently, if you really see us as some, you know, some people call yeah. human beings the cancer of the earth or the parasites, or you know. That is not a nice feeling to live with. And what it creates in me is paralyzed. I feel paralyzed, mm. I feel depressed, and I don't feel a positive motivation to change things in the world. So seeing it in a different way, seeing us as, a, as part of the big picture, as part of the play, basically, yeah. 
helps me to keep my mental health okay and feel this positive connection to the earth and actually use that energy to try to change something to help. Yeah, I like that. I'm not a huge fan of the the pejorative or the negative reinforcement to try and scare you into being better. Like you should see the earth as a, yourself as part of the earth. And then to think about it's really a pretty poor idea to hurt yourself, you know? So why would you hurt the earth? Like, well, you know, why, why, why not co-create with it instead of trying to take away from it? And I think maybe this speaks to what you were touching on earlier about this, this strange sort of conditioning we get from the age of five to like 40 or five, to, you know, somewhere around the five to 30 or whatever people's time frame is. We really get lost in this idea that we are separate then, right? That's mm -hmm. a weird kind of conditioning that happens to us, isn't it? Yeah, separate and alone. You're oh. alone for all the problems. You're alone in this world. And people don't get you. The society doesn't get you. People are judging you mm -hmm. and all that. That's simply how the system is working right now. And it's, it's really sad indeed. It's heartbreaking, literally. Mm. Uh, so usually there comes a point where uh, either the body or the mind doesn't want to go that way anymore, and somehow they push you to yeah to remember really yeah. what you are and uh, what you're part of. Yeah, it, it, it's so obvious when you find yourself out in nature and you see the patterns, whether it's you know whether it's a small flower growing up to the cracks of a sidewalk and you realize like, Oh, this is just try. They just tried to, they just tried to concrete over this, but they still can't stop. Like that's my thoughts. Like there's something brewing in me that's bigger and stronger than all of these conditioning and they can't stop it. You know, like, but you see the pattern, maybe, maybe a fallen down tree of like, all oh, this makes a nice bridge for me to walk over. Exactly. Because there's there's so much exactly. language out there to see. So much. And I am a witness of that as a guide in each walk, each session yeah. that people, when they are relaxed enough, they notice these kind of things. So you, again, you need to be in a relaxed state and, yeah, and uh, able to receive that, to even notice that because otherwise this thing up here is still going on and still thinking about your work and your relationships and everything. But once you notice, once you notice that, then uh, I've seen so many people connecting exactly those cues, like sand, warm sand, lying on the warm sand, and then uh, the insight comes, I'm not a cactus. I'm not a cactus <laughs> and I'm ready for a relationship because I'm a plant or a being mm -hmm. that needs water. I'm not a freaking cactus that doesn't need anything to thrive, right? So a therapist could never create this connection, but nature and being in nature, being receptive to those messages can create that. Or somebody that would smell the dirt, smell the forest dirt. And then all of a sudden you get this association with your grandpa mm. living in a totally different country, totally different continent, but that you felt connected to the land there and that you do want to provide or enable the same connection to your children in this country with this land here. Yeah. And from that moment, you take your children to the forest every day. So it's just amazing and it's happening all the time with different indeed like dead trees are for example an yep. amazing source of inspiration because you see like well 
they're not dead. They're uh, hosting. Yeah. They're they're enabling so much life to continue yeah. and to take just a different shape, different form. Yeah, it it speaks to the idea of, you know. I would say death and rebirth, but I don't think that's an accurate description. It just shows a, a different form, like a fallen tree becomes a new form for the fungal, our fungal friends to grow on and create new life. And it's absorbed. Maybe the wisdom of that tree is being absorbed into the, to the, to the mycelium that's just spread around to the other trees. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating. I think our friend Ben Palmer, Ben, thanks for hanging out with us, man. For those that are watching, Ben Palmer has some amazing writings. I would I would recommend everyone go check, click on his icon right there and check out what he's writing. He's writing some amazing stuff. But he says, amazing discussion. Humanity are in the moments of remembering that everything is oneness, which is love everywhere present. We are all part of the biggest event of all creation. 19 billion years in the making to remember we are all love, to transcend fear, pain, and suffering, and return to unity and co-create new earth where only love exists. I see so much. Thanks, Ben. I really appreciate that. But I love where he's taking that. And I do see whether it's Randall, whether it's uh, Dr. Randall Hansen's new book, Heal, or whether it's the conversation you and I are having. But I, I feel like this new world is emerging and nature's voice is stronger than ever. Is that just because of you and I are on the same vibe or do you think that this, the clarion call is getting louder? It is getting louder. It is getting louder and you can see it throughout the years that in the past you were some kind of weirdo hugging trees. <laughs> and uh, now actually big organizations and companies are realizing that their people need this type. Yeah connection and that they need to go out and that they need to take care of their well-being because otherwise they won't be productive they won't be feel part of the team so even like the biggest uh corporations are actually embracing that and that's big because you know yeah. they're usually just profit oriented but it's it's becoming more and more mainstream and uh, it's also uh from what i'm when i'm talking to people it's also coming from kind of this spiritual community is also becoming part of life it's not it's not necessarily it is spiritual but it's only spiritual when you call it spiritual right <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just the experience of being a human on this planet and uh finding a way to yeah to to thrive here actually to and yeah there's a quote that I love that is saying that we are human beings. Uh, we're always looking for the purpose of life, like you know, finding the, the meaning of life, the purpose of life. But what we actually crave is the experience of being alive. And that's why people do extreme, uh, you know, extreme sports, for example, or that's why people do things that alter your levels of consciousness your perception because because if you're in the body if you if you're if this is switched off then yeah. you can actually experience what it is to be alive what it is to feel connected to be love and uh, and uh, live from that point yeah, I, I think it speaks to this idea of scarcity and abundance. You know, when we're just switched on in the analytical mode and we're working from this perspective of 
okay, I got to make money. I have this bill coming up. I can't believe this thing happened to me. This person doesn't, I hate that. I hate talking to this person. Now, you know, when you're in that mode, you're in this scarcity mindset where you don't have enough and you, maybe you do have enough, but like, you're just not able to comprehend the miracle that you are currently living in. But then when you, when you step back, especially in nature or different states, hot, be it breath work or plant medicine, or there's so many different ways in which you can tap into higher states or altered states of consciousness. At that point in time, it's it's phenomenal to see the other side switch on and you realize, wait a minute, I have everything I need. In this moment, everything's perfect. In this moment, I feel in love with everything around me. In this moment, it's beautiful. Yeah. And if you can just stop for a minute and pull yourself in there, and it's, it's hard sometimes, like it's really hard sometimes to step out of the conditioning, but it's, you know, here's a question. When we talk about forest bathing and something that you do as a guide going out, obviously you have some incredible moments with yourself in nature, but what is it like to see someone make that transition? Like you get to see it as a third person. So you're watching it happen. What is that like? Yeah, that's that's amazing that's a way of living and that's why i'm doing this because it's not uh in forest bathing we say the forest is the therapist it's forest therapy but mm -hmm. the forest is the therapist it's not me and the role of the guide is actually mm -hmm. to open the doors of perception open the doors of the senses so that people can have these experiences and once it happens and you're witnessing it without you facilitating or you know trying to make this happen but you are just there holding the container, yeah. helping people slow down and, and get into that mode so that they can experience this. It's, it's, it's incredible, it's, it's magic. And, <laughs> and it's so accessible as well, because eh? you don't have to do anything. You don't have to travel the world. You don't have to do anything special or expensive. You can really literally get into your backyard and uh, uh, do this sequence to help you uh, get into the senses and slow down. And then you don't even have to be in a big forest. You don't have to be in some beautiful outdoors. You can actually have amazing experiences like these and insights and mm. inspiration in your backyard. Yeah, it's once you figure out it's like putting on glasses. Once you see through that lens, you can kind of always look back and see that lens and be like, oh, this is what they were talking about. You start to see those patterns everywhere. And it really is like learning a language. It's like learning yeah. to speak the language of nature. And then you can begin to see those patterns everywhere. It's a wonderful, Absolutely. it's a wonderful way, right? Absolutely. And I see it as we in forest bathing, we work with different senses. So not only the five senses, right. but the broader uh, uh palette of senses and one of the senses is the heartfelt sense of the present moment mm, and that's exactly cool. what you what you were mentioning <laughs> this like when i'm right here right now in this moment there is no you know there is no problem right. there are right. no troubles there are there's no frustration it's it's right here right now and it's the heartfelt sense of the present moment so it's actually one of our senses it's an organ of perception our heart and um, but we don't train it we don't usually use it that much huh? we can feel something when we meet a new person then you get a feeling from there or a new place makes you feel something somehow about it but we train this brain here 
and we use the eyesight and the other yeah. senses, but we don't use the heartfelt sense, uh, the heart sense that much. But you can awaken it very easily because, of course, we have it. We have it. Yeah. Our bodies have it. And once you awaken it, then that's that's what you mentioned that you can that you can uh, train yourself and like each time that you because life happens of course yeah. we all have these uh, frustrations and situations in life but then you know that there is a place that you can always get back to and it can be daily you don't have to take a whole forest bathing session with a guide which takes three hours usually but you can use elements of this uh and reconnect instantly because you the, the heart is always with you the body is with you and nature there's always nature like in the covid lockdowns we learned mm. we were guiding people who were locked up in you know uh, on the 24th floor uh somewhere mm. in a big city and they were getting crazy and they they craved nature and connection and and that but you always have the skies you always can look at the clouds passing by you can open the window and feel the air on your skin you can feel the sunbeams you can maybe you can see some trees just moving in the wind and yeah. um, it's about that it's about directing your attention to that slowing down and uh, and then you're there then you're in the heartfelt sense of the present moment i love it it's i think on some level I had this idea that it seemed to me in my life that I felt like my sense ratio was changing. And I, and I, I just, I was only thinking about the five senses, but now that you bring this up, of course it would be different. Of course, when you experience something with your heart and your eyes and your ears, it's like you're finally taking in the whole picture and just being aware. Like I wasn't even aware of the heart as a sense, but it, like, as soon as you said that, like all these bells and whistles started going off, like, of course, you're experiencing it through your heart. What is is? Are there other senses too that that maybe we could talk about? Maybe you can maybe you can share some of those. I've never I've never really I don't know any of this. Yeah, there are subtle senses, and it depends a little bit. There are different people have different lists. So I've seen also a list okay. of 50, 55 subtle senses. So it depends how far you want to go. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I work with nine senses in each uh, session. And so these are the five, of course, that we know, but also the heartfelt sense of the present moment. Uh, you have something called proprioception, which is just the awareness. If you close your eyes, you still know about the position of your body. Mm -hmm. You know how much space you're taking in. So that's the awareness of the body size, shape, you know, orientation in space, proprioception. And you have the, the interception, which is the inner states of the body. Like if I'm hungry, mm. if I need to go to the toilet, to the bathroom, you know, all these. That's, yeah. That is also a sense. Um, you have something called body radar, which, again, we are not really using in this urban jungle mm. <laughs> mostly. But, for example, the native uh, cultures, they can orient themselves in the forest in an amazing way they feel the direction and they can sense the direction that an animal went for example without seeing it without hearing it but they feel into it into the direction so 
So that's also the like listening. So you can also call it listening with the whole body that you're not listening with just the ears, but really being receptive with the whole body as a sense, basically. Yeah, so these are some some of the subtle senses that we forgot and that mm -hmm. we are not using that much, but that can be uh, trained and, and awakened again. I've been seeing this sort of pattern in my life and some of the things I'm reading and people I'm talking to. And it's this idea of rewilding, like on some level we're beginning to rewild. And it seems like the human condition too is following that pattern. Like, and maybe that's, we're tied to it. Like as, as the world is rewilding and reclaiming some of these city areas, as people are fleeing the cities and the trees are coming back and sometimes the wolves or the animals, it seems that we as our condition is rewilding too. Have you noticed this? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's amazing to see that. That's connected to the other conversation that we just had about people, that it's not spirituality anymore. It's kind of part of the human experience. And in that way, you see more and more people bringing more and more nature into the indoor spaces, yeah. into their surroundings and taking like cold exposure and really, you know, bringing the body back yeah. to how it originally was meant to. Fasting uh, is another way to reconnect with the innate wisdom of the body. And it's part of all the cultures, all the religions. Everyone was doing it in the past and people are embracing it again. And at the same time, there's, of course, this other wave of people embracing artificial intelligence and uh, a lot of technology. So to me, it seems like it's almost two parallel mm. worlds coexisting together so it seems almost as we were uh, as we uh, as if we were taking both of them and you just choose which channel you want to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's fascinating to think about the way in which we try and describe the things we create based on how we were created like we're going to create artificial intelligence like I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, it just just the language around it seems wrong to me. Not like in a negative or bad way, but it just doesn't feel right to call this tool intelligence. It kind of seems like it's it's demeaning us in a way. Like we are the intel. The whole earth is the intelligence, and this thing is a tool. You know, it's not us. It's not, maybe it's a reflection of us, and that's maybe that's what scares some people. Like this is things us. Ah. <laughs> it's it's an extension of yes. extension of the mind so, right. so that's that type of intelligence that yeah. might be uh, but that is supposed to be a tool and not the not the boss right right, right. so the, the the wisdom intelligence the deeper intelligence is the one stored in the body in the cells of the body in the earth in nature and that one is um, not so loud maybe mm but it is much deeper it knows what to do and it know, knows how to do things without being har harmful for the rest of the species and the rest of the world so yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> we'll see how it develops <laughs> yeah i i think it's it follows that pattern of conditioning that we spoke of earlier you know i know for me at later in life at the stage i'm at now and a few years ago due to life itself, you know, 
the voice of my heart began speaking to me. And maybe it always has. I just never listened to it. But it seems so odd to me. And I'm still working through this. And I've gotten so much better at it, like following my heart and listening to that voice and, you know, being my allowing myself to be pulled in the direction in which nature is calling to. But it's difficult at first because it's scary to let go. It's scary to listen to that and be like, are you sure? You sure I should do that? Like, what? How, do you have any tips or tricks in, in, in how to be more aligned and balanced and listen to that voice? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for describing that because that's the process that most people know, I think. And it is a process and it's hard at the yes. beginning because your mind is, your ego is pulling you back from that. It's saying that you're being unreasonable and that won't work and it, it's not possible and mm -hmm. you're going to die. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and also other people. So there yeah. can be people in your family, people in your surroundings that are just worried about you. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, in their true. perspective, you seem to be crazy by giving up that job and, uh, yes. and you know stopping the way of living that everybody else is living. So they can also be again the extension yeah. of the voice in your head. But um, it can happen. It can. Uh, it's a practice. It's definitely a practice. And at some point, you cannot cannot not follow it. You cannot. Yeah, you know, it's it would be a soul killer to to go with the mind based uh, advisor and not with your heart. So so you just follow your heart because you cannot do differently. But the way in between is practice, mm -hmm. and this can start with really small steps and really small moments of bringing more presence into your life. So, like what you mentioned, like this moment. And I'm focused on what I can see, what I can hear, what I can feel on the skin of my body. I can feel my body literally mm. like focusing on the tip of my thumb yeah. can bring me back to my body at this moment. And I'm kind of recognizing that what is going up here is a pattern. It's a story that I'm, it's a narrative that I'm yeah. telling to myself and I don't need to follow it and I don't need to let it create emotions, uh, and, and that so so that practice it's it can be a long journey but there is also acceleration on the way so that's also what i've been observing that then sometimes some kind of like quantum leap happens and, yeah. and you're there <laughs> mm -hmm. so it's not that you have to be working hard that's also that's just another type of conditioning that we get. Like if you want to reach something, if you want to change, if you want to heal, you got to work hard, Yeah, work all the time to fix yourself. No, not always. It can also happen just in the moment that you relax and sit down and watch a fallen tree, for example. <laughs> yeah. I heard uh, uh, there's a really good quote that I like this, something along the lines of inspiration is there, but it has to find you working. You know, <laughs> it wants to see you work out. Okay, this person's working out. Let's help him out. A little, a little back, you know, the, uh, a breeze at your back pushing you forward. Like it's there. And, and, and it's just sometimes taking a moment to, to do the work. And I, I think that there's a force bigger than we can possibly imagine that is constantly on the lookout for people that are trying to create positive change in their life and others' life. And when it finds you, it tests you. And it's like, okay, you passed. Time to come over here now. You did it. Congratulations. And that force is always there for people. And it's yeah. just, it's waiting for you to have the courage to recognize it 
and you and it in yourself. And once you do that, then that for me, that that's how that voice in my heart began to sing to me on a level that was so wonderful that it made me want to continue to follow it. And it does grow stronger and it, it does become a point where, okay, I can't not follow it now. And it's yeah. still, and, and sometimes the directions are even scarier, but it's like, well, it was right last time. It was right last time, you know, and pretty soon you build this playful confidence with like, okay, are you sure? Okay, let's do it. It's, it's a wonderful way to, to live your life. And it's inspiring too. When I see other people that do it, it's like, oh man, it's so wonderful. How do they do that? And you talk to them and they give you these cool tips and trips, like the, the stuff that you're giving me now. And yeah. it's a, it's a beautiful language. And you can see it actually in uh, somebody's body language, huh? you know, these these eyes when somebody, <laughs> when people are really doing what their passion is or right. a dancer that is the dance and that is, you know, all totally, the, yeah. the whole being is in the body movement. And uh, so that can also, yeah, that these people are great teachers and I call them frequency holders. I love that. They, they, <laughs> they kind of, yeah, that's what they do. And some of them right. are pretty loud, so they can inspire many, many people. And some of them are pretty silent. So like, for example, artists that are mm. totally in the flow uh, of the present moment when they are creating, but they do not feel the need to kind of be public about it. Huh? But they are also frequency holders because they are the ones that are aligned with the present moment and with the deeper wisdom and there are some authors that are calling this the earth dreaming the earth mm. is dreaming and knows exactly what is needed at this point of time and then some human beings as we crack as we yeah. <laughs> crack open then the lights light gets in and we hear the earth dreaming and once we align with that and we follow that then the earth is actually uh, helping you on the way so then all kinds of synchronicities and all kinds of like you know things that are helping that you have could have never imagined are happening it makes me think especially after this book that randall and, and everybody contributed to so much sometimes i think that that is the purpose of trauma is is to break us open so that we can learn from this. And like, there's something thinks you're strong enough. It's time, you know, it's time to break so that you can grow. Yeah. What do you think about trauma and, and letting the light? I mean, you can speak more to that. Yeah, exactly what you, what you're saying. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's that crack, you know, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's also a quote. There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. And <laughs> um, that's the crack. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some some people need just a little crack, and then all the light gets in. And uh, some people, some souls, <laughs> need a bigger crack, yeah. and or even more cracks, <laughs> a proper one. Uh, but in the suffering seems to be the healing, and in the suffering mm. there's the wisdom, and it kind of breaks. Because if we are happy all the time and uh, there are no challenges there is no growth and you won't yeah. change anything because why would we why would we you know uh, put energy into uh, finding uh, connections and changing things if we feel happy with everything so yeah <clears throat> it's interesting i i find myself and other people that i speak to sometimes talking about tragedies or traumas, just holding the idea that this is necessary. 
it's sometimes mm-hmm. enough for me to get through those times like ah this is necessary it's yeah. nest this is a catalyst to help get you to the point like yeah. you know you start looking at nature whether it's the consumption of a caterpillar is necessary to change its form or the snake crawling into the rough patch of dirt in the open to shed its skin you know like all these crazy things that you have to go through it's yeah. the signs For- are all there exactly even even fires like forest fires can help some tree species to finally grow and are necessary for the transformation so exactly yeah yeah and and maybe that's where we get into trouble sometimes too is is desperately fighting off the idea that it's not necessary like we can save resistance of the mind which yeah i call this the radical acceptance of the present moment and that's also a practice because of course if you don't like it and you want to change it you don't want to or <laughs> but yeah. but that's the art of life is to accept that as what you what you said as a necessary part of my path as something that you can actually learn to embrace, even if it sounds crazy at first, like being sick, being miserable, you know, all these things are very uh, difficult to embrace. But for example, for my personal story, I had Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think really that one part of my healing was that I actually talked to the Lyme bacteria and I showed my respect to the bacteria because it's incredibly intelligent. So mm. I really like told her like, wow, you're, you know, you're, you're actually amazing in what you can do. And let's be friends. Let's not, I'm not trying to kill you. I'm not trying to, to, you know, to, 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 I'm not, it, it's not a war that I'm right. declaring. Let's coexist together. Let's be friends. And uh, that's, actually changes the whole chemistry of the body because then you change from that inner resistance and uh, mm. and that into a very different cocktail of hormones and a chemistry in the body that is actually friendly that is actually at peace what what built up to that like was there a period of dismay or was there a period of, of being scared and frightful that finally led to that conversation of course yeah of course so yeah i don't know anyone who embraces it with yeah. love at, in the yeah. first moment <laughs> like oh great that you're in my body and that i'm suffering and that i have no energy at all to live my life <laughs> no of course of course it was exhaustion it was resistance it was despair Mm. It was even like thoughts like, I don't want to live this life yeah. anymore in this body, in this mm. condition. And, you know, so a lot of struggling at first and then somehow uh, accepting messages from nature, in, in my yeah. case, from the dragonflies and uh, finding ways that resonate, that, you know, that resonate, that can help, that can heal and trying them out. and. Uh, in the end, I don't know exactly what helped. It could be uh, the deep relaxation that I was doing. It could be this conversation that I was having. It could be uh, some herbal supplements that I was, or maybe the mix. And uh, but but all of them resonated and 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 it helped in the end. I think on some level, you know, I know I. I 
I've found myself in situations where I've said similar things. And I know other people that have. And probably if we're being honest, everybody goes through the dark night of their soul. They, they get to a point where like, I don't, I don't know if I really want to be here anymore. Maybe they say it. Maybe they don't mean it when they say it. Maybe some people do mean it when they say it. But on some level, I think about how profound that is because it's teaching you, you know, I really, maybe what's really happening is I don't want to be this type of person anymore. I don't want to be this anymore. Not necessarily that you want to leave, but like, that's the ultimate, you know, that's the ultimate admission that you're going to change, right? Like when you get to that point. Exactly. It's it's. I don't want if this is if this is the way that I should be here for the rest of my life. I don't want that. That is kind of the. (laughs) So so either we change or we leave. But but you know then the suffering the resistance is so big that that has to change something that has something has to happen at that point. So yeah. It's weird to think that it, it it. at your lowest is when you may be making the greatest change possible. I, I guess it makes sense if you peel back the peel it back a little bit. Of course, like you know, you you got to hit rock bottom before you can figure out what you're going to be, or if you're going to change forms, you have to fully live that form. It's I don't know. It's kind of esoteric, but I think that that's sort of the language of nature is esoteric. It's symbolic. It's it's more. It comes to the heart and the eyes and yeah. Well, yeah. you mentioned the caterpillar. That's such a such a great example. Like yeah. I can totally imagine being a caterpillar and not wanting this anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or a dragonfly is actually a being that spends years in the mud, and so so literally in the mud. Uh, like metaphorically speaking, you're in the mud. It's 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 dark. It's it's there is nothing beautiful about it, and you're stuck there, mm. <laughs> and. But during that time, laying and, and rolling in the mud, the wings, the beautiful wings are growing. And the, 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 the caterpillar of the dragonfly doesn't know about that. Yeah. So one day it simply has the wings and can fly and is beautiful and has all the freedom. And it all happened down there in the mud because it was a necessary <laughs> process. <laughs> And uh, and it doesn't know. It's it's not like someone will tell you, well, okay, yeah, you just need to lay down in the mud and uh, <laughs> and grow your wings, and right. then you'll be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I the one that spoke to me over the last few years was there's a I have a vine. It's a it is a um. There's a, I have a really cool, I have a small backyard, but it's all these cool trees and plants. And then this vine that crawls up this tree. And I remember sitting out there and just thinking like, how does it know to climb that far up that tree and then produce this flower at a 47 degree angle on August 4th at 321 PM and produce it? Like it knows there's this inner intelligence. And I'll never forget thinking about that and then going, that's what's happening to me right now. That's happening to me. <gasps> no wonder I feel the drive. Like I'm crawling up the tree. I'm producing the flower. I am that flower. And then when you realize that resonance of like, oh my God, it's talking to me, right? It's showing me. You know, you just, 
you feel like the earth is just giving you a big hug. Like you figured it out, man. You figured it out. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm part of this thing. You know, There's all the secrets right there in front of me and it's being revealed to me. And Absolutely. all these things, it's so beautiful to think of. I, I one of the things I, I, I want people to, to read Randall's book and, and go to your site way back home and, and listen to some of the things you're doing. Cause I think that, on some level, you're opening the door for people to experience that, right? Yeah, and the experience is what what matters. It's not a yes. theory that you that you read and then you say, "Oh, okay," but then <laughs> then nothing changes. You have to yeah. have this lived experience of exactly what you're describing with this flower, and that's how the rest of nature through the imaginal sense through our heart sense is talking to us and you just gotta be there at that moment and receive that message what do people like if people go to your site way back home like what like maybe you could give us the story behind that site like how did that come to be the site um well way back home is um a broad name enough for me to yeah. you know like put all the aspects of coming back home to yourself and to your inner nature. So, so that is forest bathing, that is econidra, that is mentoring in presence and self-care mm -hmm. to come to this home here. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of building, um, building the pieces that because it's pretty complex and it's very simple at the same time. It's coming back to the present moment, back to your body, back to nature. But there are different techniques that can help you do that and that you can apply in your daily life. And uh, of course, at first, it's helpful to have a guide. So to either join a forest bathing or a remotely guided forest bathing that you can join from your nature, wherever you yeah. are, or to lay down in Shavasana for an Ekanidra session and let yourself be guided or to have a mentor that can uh, help you in the beginning but in the end it's it's a daily practice and um and it doesn't have to cost you a lot of time that's what people think sometimes so that you have to be in med meditation for three hours a day and have like a, a huge discipline to do this no it's really small moments throughout the day that you reconnect and and remind yourself Maybe you can speak to this, this idea that did you, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, it's the Nidra. What the, maybe you could speak to that. Like, is that something that you came up with or is it something that maybe you can speak to that? Like, how did, how did that come to be? Yeah. So Econidra is indeed, I'm, I, I call myself the mother of Econidra. <laughs> but uh, so it's a blend of yoga, Nidra and forest bathing. Mm. And it's a very powerful blend turns out to be because forest bathing, we talked about that. So it's about right. connecting with nature, relaxing, getting into your senses and receiving uh yeah, the reminder, basically. Um, and Yoga Nidra is part of yoga, so it's an ancient practice. And it's with yoga, people usually understand the physical yoga with asanas. But Yoga mm. Nidra is actually that you're laying on your back in the Shavasana pose and uh, you are being guided. So it's more of a guided meditation than uh, yoga as we as mostly we understand it. And um, Econidra has three journeys. So the Econidra teacher will guide you through three 
journey is a journey through your senses, a journey, a pilgrimage through the body, mm. and uh, an earth journey where you're just listening. When you're deeply relaxed on the edge of wakefulness and sleeping, and you're listening to a nature soundscape. Mm. And um, uh, there are also two moments that you're planting a heartfelt wish that you're visualizing and feeling through what it feels like when you're actually living it in that deep state of relaxation and you're partnering for each session you're partnering with a nature being so it could be this plant here or the tree up there uh, the, the sun here or, or a distant landscape that i love something from my childhood and they make this uh, journey with you. So they are your witness, your partner. They know about your heartfelt wish that you planted in that session. And what happens is that your brain waves calm down. They slow down to the theta level. Mm -hmm. So you're really balancing on this edge between sleeping and uh, wakefulness. And sometimes you can uh, compare it to this moment where you wake up and just a moment before you remember who you are, what day it is, what uh, problems you have, the sweet spot <laughs> before it kind of all gets downloaded right. and then you realize like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here again. <laughs> yeah. So that's the sweet spot and it's very relaxing and very delightful. And uh, if as an Ikanidra teacher, you let people listen to pure nature sounds in that spot then people get all kinds of associations and memories and journeys and and come back at the end of the session relaxed but also kind of yeah empowered or uh so it's an energized relaxation basically and by planting that seed of the heartfelt wish you can also change things on the level of yeah from the inside the, the invisible it's amazing the tools we have to fundamentally shape our reality if we're willing to use them. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. And some are uh, powerful and yeah. like a major experience and some are pretty gentle. Like Econidra mm -hmm. is very gentle and you can do a session, a recorded session, you can find a teacher in the world because there's also this, um, I'm running a, teacher training, Ikonidra teacher training. So there are teachers all around the world or and they give sessions that are either online or in yoga uh, centers, meditation centers, plant shops, uh, outdoors, uh, retreats, festivals. So, so there's kind of uh, quite a lot already. And it's a very gentle and very nourishing way to reconnect with your inner nature and this concept of inner nature yeah. of the sense is already has already been in the ancient yoga nidra so it's not nothing that we came up with but they <laughs> already call it inner nature yeah the ecosystem inside and, and uh, connecting with the deeper uh, consciousness yeah it's it's fascinating to think about the the way in which something like that can can spread. You know, we were talking earlier in the conversation about mycelium, the way it grows, but so too do ideas grow like that. Like Econitra can be spread through like a seed on the air, spread into a new forest. You know, so too can ideas be like that. That's 
that that must be interesting to see it to see it move and change like that, right? I cannot tell you how touching it is to see the teachers spreading the practice. And then, of course, each one of the certified Econidra teachers have their own community. Sure. They have their groups that they feel uh, connected with. So this could be cancer patients or mm. it could be people with long COVID or it could be people with yeah. trauma or it could be uh, kids or seniors or people and their animals together and and they are spreading this and bringing it into all these locations and all these groups. And as a mother of Econidra, mm. it's, just, it's just incredible to watch it. Yeah, the ripples of it. Yeah. It's really touching, yeah. I think I read in one of your books or in one of your writings somewhere that as a young girl, you would spend time in the willow office on top of a tree. Did you make like a, a spiritual, some sort of like a spiritual deal where you're going to learn this thing and then spread it to the rest of the world? Well, maybe, <laughs> not consciously, but I don't know what my field uh, communicated sure. with the field of that. Right, way. right. Yeah. Some dragonfly and, and you made a deal on top of a tree when you were four. Like, okay, we're going to do this thing with your imaginary friends. And like, we're going to create this worldwide thing. It's kind of beautiful to think about. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice one. And then you forget for 20 years. Of course. And yeah. then you remember. Oh, it comes to you in a dream later. Or it comes to you in the drawing of your son when he's five. Hey, mom, I drew this picture of you up here in this tree. Ah. It happens. Yeah, 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 that's beautiful. And yeah, it makes me think of the they call it the pregnant point, right? It's mm. like they it's I think psychologists use this um image that they show you that seems to be like a just a just a few black spots on the paper. Mm -hmm. But then at some point you realize that you're actually seeing a, a giraffe, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah? So, so there is a turning point, which they call the pregnant point, when you mm. say, like, oh, meaning in yeah. this. And, and then from that moment, you can never not see the giraffe again. Huh? It's never going to be the um, random mixture of spots on paper. And that's what we, that's kind of what's happening when, when you mentioned the flower or the vine on the, yeah. on the tree, right? So that's like, oh, yeah, and that's the pregnant point, and I will never forget it. It's a story that is alive in your body because you saw it, you felt it at mm -hmm. the moment, and from that moment, it makes sense. And then each time you see it again, you're gonna remember this message that it gave you. Yeah, and and it becomes a it becomes a point in which the conversation continues. Now I see it in all, I see the aspects of different plants. You know, I, I, there's a great book by Jeremy Narby where he, they taught, he's a, uh, like a, uh, an, an individual who goes down and, and learns from the indigenous tribe about their wisdom and the, and the plants. And, and, and there's a term for that, but I can't think of the name of it. And he, he tells this story in his book uh, about, going down to South America and, and spending time with this indigenous people, him and a group of people. And the, the people there began telling him like, Oh, you know, we, we've learned all this because the plants told us. And a large portion of that group was like, okay, we're checking out of here. These people talk to the plants, we're leaving. But he stayed and he listened and he learned. And, you know, they showed him like, let me show you how the plants talk to us. And he's like, okay, that's please show me. And they, they were walking way out and they showed him this, 
snake and one of the elders said, this snake, if it bites you, will kill you in a day. The venom is so poisonous. And now, and they showed him the snake and the snake was a green oval head with two white dots on it. And he goes, but look over here. You see, if you get bit by the snake, then this plant over here has the anti-venom. And the plant has the, the, the leaf of the plant is shaped exactly like the head of the snake. And it has two white diamonds in the same spot. It's like, you clearly, you can see the plant talking to us, but so far people in the West with a closed mind is like, Hey, plants can't talk to you. But if you just take a moment to listen to what the plant is telling you or the people that understand how to talk to the plant. Yeah. It's totally talking to you. And you can talk to that plant. If you spend enough time in nature, you yeah. can go and see the way in which the insects are mining the leaves and being like, Oh, this is what we're doing to the planet. I see. Got it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing that with me. You know, it's like, it's yeah. all right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's right there. And it's just about calming this, yeah. uh, in this brain up here, the thinking mind so that it's not blocking it. It's not yeah. blocking the receptors for that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's there for all of us to, to, to take part of. And it, it that, it's, it's so democratizing to see like, the answers are there for everybody. If, if you're just willing to listen and, and take time and maybe, maybe be willing to be called crazy. You have to be willing to have that happen to you, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's part of the process. So that's, you know, like walking barefoot, right? People yeah. actually secretly love it. Many people, but they are kind of scared of being judged or being seen as crazy. So they don't do it. And I have many people who then joined a group and then uh, they said, oh, so I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. People actually do like this. And it's actually, from a point of view, it's crazy to have plastic shoes on your feet all the time and blocking this again, this way that the earth is actually harmonizing your body and bringing things into balance and communicating. So yeah, that's, but 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 yeah, you're you're woo woo, you're a tree hugger, you're crazy, you're <laughs> rewilded or in yeah. the process of rewilding. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful to think of. I um, Kat, I, I love talking to you. This is really fun, yeah. and I. I'm looking forward to maybe having more conversations and maybe we get a panel together and, and have more voices in the tent and coming Absolutely. up with more ideas. That would be a great time. But before I let you go, where can people find you? What do you have coming up and what are you excited about? Thank you. Yeah. So that's a great idea. So let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you mentioned way back home. So that's mm -hmm. way back home.info, which is my, uh, like an umbrella for uh, all the practices and, and ways to, to, get in touch and to get back home <laughs> but you can also people can also go to econidra.com which is specifically about econidra and where you can find all the teachers around the world so maybe there's a teacher close to you and you can join their session you can also do the econidra teacher training if you feel the calling to become the voice that reconnects people and the earth and yeah many exciting things coming so so the teacher training is for example being prepared to be in different languages there are my dragonflies my certified econidra teachers are translating the training into spanish and dutch and different languages so yeah things are coming up and please feel free to to connect I'm always happy to always happy to connect yeah, I would encourage everybody that's listening to this, whether you're watching us live this evening or this morning or wherever you are, or maybe you're listening to the podcast and you 
and you're getting curious and you want to find your way back home, go down to the show notes, click on the link, reach out to Kat, check her out in the new book by Randall Hansen. For those looking, that's what it looks like here. She's got an amazing multiple parts in the book that explain her story, how she kind of figured things out a little bit. And and on top of that, she's got some great insights into the modalities that she helps train people with. So I would point people towards that. The links will be in the show notes down there. And Kat, hang on briefly afterwards. I'll speak to you briefly. But to everyone that hung out with us today, I think our friend Shane Smith here sums it up beautiful by using the word brilliant. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Ben. And thank you to everybody who got to play a part with us today. That's all we got. Ladies and gentlemen, aloha. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Aloha, everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the True Life Podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone. The world is a crazy place. And if you listen to your heart and you take some chances, I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine. I've been doing the podcast for about five years. Last year, I decided to take the plunge. Well, circumstances dictated that I took the plunge. And I did. I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now. And it's been so rewarding to me that... I would just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.